Welcome to The Art of Intimate Marriage with Dr. Jennifer Conzin. Sensitive yet frank advice for enjoying every benefit of one of God's most fundamental gifts. Dr. Conzin is a licensed marriage and family counselor, sex therapist, as well as an adjunct professor, award-winning researcher, author, and speaker. With today's conversation on the biblical approach to fulfilling intimacy in marriage, here's Jennifer. Hello, this is Dr. Jennifer Conzin with The Art of Intimate Marriage. And today, um, in talking about intimacy, we're going to talk about intimacy in marriage in the area of friendship. I love the scripture in Song of Solomon where it says, my lover, my friend. That's what we're going to talk about today is friendship and marriage and how vital that is for solid, good sexual intimacy in marriage. I, there's a quote, and I, I actually don't know who this originally is from, but I consider it I consider it a good rule of thumb. And it is about sexuality and how important it is to connect sexuality with your overall relationship. And the quote says, before you touch her body, touch her soul. So I should get who that's from originally, but it's a great rule of thumb that before we engage sexually, we need to be connected soul to soul, spirit to spirit, heart to heart in a depth of intimate connection and friendship that that's, you know, like we've talked about in previous broadcasts, which you can go back and listen to. uh, What does the Bible say about sex? That sex is about intimate connection. And so how well do we know each other? How, how is our friendship going? We have this wonderful example in Priscilla and Aquila, biblically, how they worked together. They were tent makers, and they also ministered together. They taught Apollos, and that's vital, that we have this working together, ministering together, having a friendship together in our marriage. We've got a a small example of that there in, in their relationship in Acts and throughout the New Testament. Well, really where this comes from, this idea of friendship and how we can be there for one another is very well explained in Ecclesiastes. So this would be in chapter 4, verse 9 through 12 in Ecclesiastes. I love this scripture. It's used for marriages a lot, right? Two are better than one. They have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend, there we go, can help him up. If two lie down together, they will keep warm. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Obviously, this applies to all relationships. Um, In our friendships, when our friendships are based on our relationship with God and ministering to others and spurring one another on towards love and good deeds, helping one another, uh, sharpening one another, when our friendships are based on our relationship with God, That's the core to three strands. How much more so should it be that way in marriage, that when one falls down, the other helps them up, that we keep each other warm, that we are uh, the core of three strands. So what does that look like? I love the fact that it's this focus of the together piece. Um, It even says it in two, if two lie down together, they will keep born. So the together part of your marriage, you know, check, how is that going? Do you battle the spiritual battle together? Are you fighting 
uh, to save souls together? Are you fighting for your own salvation together? Do you fight to help each other to stay spiritual together? How's your, your battle spiritually going together? Do you keep each other warm, right? That it talks about right there in Ecclesiastes. How is, and we're going to talk about in uh, broadcast after this or so about touch. How is the keeping each other warm physically going? Um, how is affection and cuddling and marriage and all of those very important pieces? How is the keeping each other warm going? The other piece to look at, and I love that part in Ecclesiastes, that last piece there where he says, um, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. How are you doing and help each other when you fall? When one of you falls and blows it in some way, are you there to help each other up or do you tend to go more towards criticism? We have this wonderful, wonderful opportunity in marriage to be the one that stretches out the hand. You know, Peter falls when he's walking on the water and Jesus reaches out his hand and pulls him up. How are we doing in that in our marriages? Are we frustrated and irritated and annoyed by our spouse's mistakes? Are we angry and resentful? Or when they fall, are we there to help them up? So that's a good question to check and see how that's going. How is your criticism level? How is your helping each other level going? The together piece. I had this wonderful opportunity in working with couples to do a research study on what is the definition of intimacy. So I had um, a bunch of couples answer that. They wrote down their answers, and then I did a qualitative, what you call a qualitative research study, on their answers and came up with some different themes. And I want to share those with you. Um, they're important. A lot of times what people experience is, they, I've mentioned some of these before, that they experience closeness and connection, that that's vital. That's the physical, emotional, sexual, spiritual part of intimacy. How well do you know each other? Gottman talks about this with the love map. He talks about how well do you, what kind of a map? Do you have a good map, an internal map of each other's life? Do you know who your spouse is? you know, having challenges with at work? Do you know what they're excited about, what they're sad about? Do you know some of their favorite memories from their background? How, what kind of um, map do you have of their lives? How well do you intimately know them, how they think, how they feel? And then is that a mutual thing? Is there a trust and comfort between you? And that really creates safety. And we've talked about safety before, but that that piece of you're there for me, you're emotionally safe for me. This is what these couples talked about. They talked about the ability to share vulnerably and then to affirm each other when they share, to be able to be real with each other and not to give into them. And we do this sometimes where we, even in our marriage, try to sell this better view of ourselves to our spouse and not going to those dangerous places where we've made mistakes and we have hurts and fears. So how well is that being real going? I'm going to give you some pointers on how to help with that today, but check yourself. How are we doing with honesty in our emotional state? Also, um, we talked about empathy a couple broadcasts ago. How is that going? The ability to understand and have empathy for one another. 
And then this is a big one. I'm going to sit on this today in, in a minute for a bit on how is your fun together? Are you sharing activities? Are you going out on dates together? Are you laughing together? Laughter is so key. How is your fun together going? Are you prioritizing your relationship in the kind of time that you spend together? And then definitely when it comes to the physical and sexual relationship, how is the physical going? And I mentioned that earlier, just keeping warm together, right? How are we doing on holding one another? So some of the couples talked about how just the ability to rest your head in their lap, to, to just the ability to send a text, to make a phone call, to hug one another, these pieces of both the sexual relationship and the physical relationship. So so these couples who mentioned that, one of the things that we spoke a bit about and that I always recommend is as you're working on building your intimacy, on building your friendship in marriage, check and ask, how is, how's our discipleship going? How are we as a couple with other couples do we have discipleship in our marriage? Are we getting help from other couples? Are we involved with other couples who help us in our marriage? You know, in between the two of you, the first step is, do you allow each other to be that help? Do you help each other? Are you the helper that Genesis talks about, um, the help each other up that Ecclesiastes talks about? Is that going on? But then... Uh, how much do you are you involved in one another relationships where other couples are holding you up and giving you encouragement? All those one another scriptures for you as a couple, not just you guys individually, but you guys as a couple. Do you have other Christian couples that are that that really know you, that know your junk, that you can go to and say the most vulnerable things to about what's going on in your marriage? Sometimes people come to see me, and the first time they've shared certain things is with me in, in, in my office. And that's great. That's what I'm there for. But one of the things that it's important to ask is how is that going in your friendships, couple to couple friendships? Are you building the kind of relationships where you're helping each other be good friends? You, you're helping other couples as well. So check that. These are some things that will are kind of like a diagnostic on how are we doing in our friendship. So in order to have that kind of helping each other occur, there does have to be a certain level of humility going on. Gottman, John Gottman out of Seattle talks about how um, one of the factors that really shows on whether a couple will stay married is the husband's, I've mentioned this before, the husband's ability to be influenced by his wife. I do think that goes both ways, and it, it does come down to our humility for one another. Are we able to hear from each other, and then are we able to hear from other people about what they see in our marriage? Do you let people point things out to you about what you need to grow in and change in your marriage? Do you go to workshops to hear those things? Do you have the kind of friendships where people can be that honest with you about what they see? Humility is vital to good friendship. In marriage, it's like, what does that have to do with friendship? It has a lot to do with the friendship. Um, when couples are willing to be influenced by the other, they're going to have a much more unique, tight, close bond. So utilize these things to check on your bond, check on your friendship. 
The other piece that I would always recommend, and so here's some practicals, is check how your, what I would call relationship rituals, how are they going? Do you involve yourself in just regular routine things as a couple that draw you closer to one another? Do you have dinner together? And how often do you have dinner together? And do you sit and talk during dinner? If you're not eating together, if you've got children, if you're not eating together as a family, dinner time is associated with all kinds of lovely, positive things in families. And it's also actually in the literature associated with healthy marital connection. So do you have dinner together? Do you hug each other, kiss each other when you say goodbye, when you say hello? How are you greeting each other? What's it like first thing in the morning if you get ready together? What's it like when you go to bed together? One of the things that I do when I'm working with couples is I work on the bedtime. I ask them, do they go to bed together? Because when they don't, it can be problematic. It's not like it's every night and perfect. But if couples don't go to bed at the same time, if they have opposite schedules, sometimes work does that. But sometimes it's just out of different body schedules. You know, I just I'm, I'm, I'm a late night person. I'm an early morning person. So it does take some adjustment for many couples to go, hmm, what would it be like if we went to bed together? We've stopped doing that. Maybe we did it when we were first married. So check, what's your bedtime like? Because there's a lot of intimacy and connection that happens during the bedtime. And then, uh, how are your weekends? Do you use them to have fun together? Do you go on vacations together? Do you spend time getting refreshed and renewed? So these are some things to talk about and to see if maybe you need to address them as a couple in order to really build your relationship? How are the rituals that create good connection going in your marriage? At this time, I just want to take a couple minutes, a small opportunity to just say, this may be bringing up questions for you. It may be bringing up questions for your sexual relationship as, as how this applies to that. Um, or just your overall intimacy. You've got some questions. You can send those to me. Um, you just send it to my Yahoo account, Jennifer Conzen, my name, K-O-N-Z-E-N at yahoo.com. You can also go on to my website, The Art of Intimate Marriage. You can see a connector there where you can click on and send me questions. You can go on and see a lot of blogs on there. You can hear the other broadcasts on that website, theartofintimatemarriage.com. And so feel free to go get some more answers if, um, if you're hearing this for the first time. There's a lot more information out there, a lot of great books. I can definitely give you recommendations if you're looking for books. You can buy my book on Amazon, The Art of Intimate Marriage. Feel free to go grab that and send in questions as you're reading it. I love it when people send me that. So let's go ahead and get back to some practical things that build friendship and marriage. A big piece of, well, I would consider two big areas of what builds friendship is what I would call face-to-face time and then shoulder-to-shoulder time. This is obviously outside of the sexual relationship, but not because these things affect the sexual relationship. So how is your face-to-face time? This would be the looking at each other in the eyes, talking, sharing heart-to-heart, lots of self-disclosure, talking, sharing emotion. So how is that? And the way you want to check it is, are you going on dates where you're sitting, you know, at a restaurant talking? Do you go to a park and you've got nothing on your schedule and you just sit there and talk? Do you sit out on your porch, on your bench, 
at your porch and just talk. That's the face-to-face. How's it going? Not just on a date, but even in your daily routine. Now, when I say that, I've got all the wives shaking their heads saying, yes, 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 yes. We don't talk enough. We don't talk enough, right? And then when I mention the next one, the shoulder-to-shoulder time, I've usually got husbands shaking their heads saying, yes, 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 this is a big need. Or you might be the opposite, the husband. You might be the husband saying, she doesn't share enough. She doesn't talk. She's not vulnerable. Or you might be the wife going, we never go out and do fun things, and you're needing more shoulder-to-shoulder. Both things are vital. And so the shoulder-to-shoulder time is going doing adventuresome stuff, whether it's going out on the water. Um, Many of you listening are here in San Diego. Um, You can listen to this from the website for K-Bright as well, from anywhere. But bottom line, wherever you are, there might be water near you. So go to a river, go to the ocean, go to a lake, enjoy the water together, whether it's swimming, paddleboarding, boating, some kind of together, whether it's going on a road trip together, whether it's hiking together. My husband has a paddleboard and I I have a problem getting myself to stand up on it. So I sit on it and he stands up on one (laughs) and we can enjoy the ocean together in that way. Taking kayaks out. So of course I'm, I'm water oriented living here in San Diego. Go walking together, even if it's walking around your neighborhood together. If you've got a park nearby, if you don't, find some place where you can go walking together. Something like that. That's the shoulder to shoulder. That's also going on road trips together. Vital. It might also be things like going and doing uniquely different things that are fun. I love um, out of the His Needs, Her Needs by... Harvey. There's a whole section on recreational companionship and his book, The Five Steps of Romantic Love. He's got a lovely worksheet. You can actually find it online. And you sit there as a couple and you make little notes on give a, give a, all these different recreational things um, a number. And you make a decision on which one of these would you like to start doing. And they can be things like Taking a dance class together and going um, to the movies more or playing chess together or playing tennis together. It can be anything. So he does this lovely thing of putting out all these opportunities and you go, you know what? I've always wanted to play board games together. Let's play board games together. What is it on your list? So take that opportunity. Go find that recreational companionship inventory, I believe it's called. And find some new, fun, cool things. This is the shoulder-to-shoulder, having fun together. Find some fun, cool things that you need to start doing together to build more friendship time in your relationship. Vital, vital, vital to overall intimacy in marriage. Something that helps both of those things, the face-to-face and the shoulder-to-shoulder that I would recommend, and I've said them a few different times on a, a few previous broadcasts, is go buy some card decks that just help you to start talking more. You can purchase these on Amazon. You can buy the Ungame set of cards, and uh, there's a couples version. There's an all-ages version. You can buy Gottman's Love Map cards. And you can also get those as an app, and then you can buy my Intimate Marriage cards And use those cards to start knowing what's going on in your spouse's life. So outside of just your time together, what else is your spouse thinking and feeling and doing and going through during their day when you're not with them? So building great relational time together is vital. And sometimes the way you do that is by going and having fun together, 
talking more and getting more of an understanding of who your spouse is, knowing them deeply. The piece that I mentioned earlier that is key for Christian couples is their spiritual intimacy. How is that going for you? This is the part in Ecclesiastes where it said, though one is overpowered, two can defend themselves. So how well are you doing battling together? I mentioned that and talking spiritually. So here's just a simple recommendation. Sit down and ask some questions together. This is straight out of the relational intimacy chapter in my book, but I'm just going to mention it here. Ask yourself some simple questions. You can even write these down. I'm going to just say them to you. Ask each other, what are some concerns you have about your spiritual walk? Here's another one. Who's your favorite character in the Bible and why? What are the strengths in your marriage spiritually? Ask each other that and each of you answer it. What are the weaknesses? What do you think about heaven? (laughs) Ask each other. What spiritual doubts do you have or have you had? Ask each other and talk about it. Have that conversation. Uh, Here's another one. What is a characteristic of God that just amazes you the most? Talk about it. So this is just a starter, just kind of a taste. Talk about your spiritual strengths, what areas you need to grow in, about what somebody you admire spiritually and why. Talk about these spiritual things so that the spiritual part of your friendship deepens. A lot of times couples tell me, yeah, we go to church together. We kind of talk about the sermon on the way home. We might read some spiritual books now, but that's about the extent to which we talk. We don't really talk about what we're reading in our quiet times. We're not, maybe we're not having our quiet times. Maybe we're not talking about, and pr- maybe we don't pray together. One of the first things I recommend in the spiritual intimacy part is, are you praying together every day? Something simple. My husband and I have prayed together since we got married. And we pray together at night. And I have to tell you, sometimes we're tired. (laughs) And I always joke because he always prays first. And so sometimes when I'm praying, I'm hearing some snoring next to me. So you might be tired. However, wow, I can't tell you how bonding that's been through the years. So I, I highly recommend pray together each night. We always make sure to tell each other, not each other, actually, we tell God in that prayer, one thing we appreciated or more in our spouse that we saw that day that happened that day. And it's incredible how that bonds your marriage to pray daily, whatever time works for you. We do it before we go to bed (laughs) or or as we're falling asleep. Um, Some couples do it in the morning, whatever it takes. Boy, put that one into practice. That's going to make a big difference in your overall connection and friendship. You know, there are a number of components that also make a difference. And I want to share some final insights that I think might be helpful to you. What, again, this is about the how well do you know your spouse? What do they need? Do you know what they need? How well do you know your spouse? I love in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, it says, be considerate as you live with your wife. And I know that's written to the husbands about the wife, but I think that can go both directions. Be considerate as you live with your spouse. What that actually means, the word be considerate means live according to knowledge. How is your knowledge of them and how much do you know them and how long, how much of a student are you of your partner? Not just of their likes and dislikes in life, that's part of it, 
but their entire life. How well do you, are you a, um, a student of their body, right? A student of their day, a student of their time, a student of their worries. Be considerate. Live according to knowledge when you're interacting with your spouse. So what do women often need? Well, this is what they tell me. Um, they need to know that uh, what you're wanting sexually because they like to know when they're going to have sex. <laughs> Women often talk about, if I just knew ahead of time, it would help me prepare. So she needs some anticipation, some, you know, when it comes to dates, tell her ahead of time, tell her you're going to surprise her. So whether it's around sex or whether it's around dates or whether it's around any kind of time you're going to spend together, spend the time together, tell her ahead of time about that. Um, what else does your wife need? She may need to play a lot more together, even when it comes to, and this is where I'm going to cross over into sexuality, making sex playful is super important. And it's going to be reflective of whether you're playful overall in your marriage. Do you play board games together? Do you play cards together? Do you laugh? Do you go to comedy shows? There's a really clean comedy show here in San Diego. Do you go to those and laugh hilariously together? She's going to need that fun, that playfulness together. She's going to need verbal talking. She's going to need good conflict resolution. She needs lots of dates. And then what do husbands need? I always joke, they need sex. Yep, <laughs> they do have other needs. And one of the biggest things that husbands tell me is they need to hear her encouragement. They need her to touch him. They need to know that he's prioritized above everything else, every other relationship. They need to um, enjoy their wife physically, both sexually and just to look at their wife. And they need their wife to um, enjoy sex themselves. They want their wife to also enjoy sex. So think about how your friendship is affecting your sexual relationship. How are you doing on building your friendship? And then how are you pulling that in to your sexual relationship? So I hope some of these things have been helpful. Uh, feel free to go get more information on my website. And this is Dr. Jennifer Conzen with The Art of Intimate Marriage. Until next time. Thank you for joining us for The Art of Intimate Marriage. Now, let's be real. This is not a typical radio program, and we know it generates questions. If you have one you'd like Dr. Conzen to address here on air, email her at jenniferconzen at yahoo.com. Conzen is spelled K-O-N-Z-E-N. Jennifer Conzen at yahoo.com. We hope today's program was beneficial to you. And if you agree this unique voice should be on the air, your donations will help keep it there. To give or to get more information about the ministry, Dr. Conzen's Center for Sexuality in San Diego, or to get more resources for improving intimacy in marriage, visit us on the web at theartofintimatemarriage.com. And for more on experiencing the marriage God designed, join us this same time next week for The Art of Intimate Marriage.